This is Paul Billington with another edition of the Bible in the News. And somehow this annual Mass, known to the world as Christ Mass, always gets into the news headlines, along with news about shopping and the amount of cash turnover, the weather and holiday traffic, the usual pro-Palestinian tidbit from Bethlehem, the Queen's message and the Pope's. It really is a major publicity stunt for those churches that claim the name Christian. At this time of the year, we hear many versions of the famous Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Oratorio entitled The Messiah. The words for this music were taken from the Bible by Charles Jennings, and the music that has become so famous was composed by George Frederick Handel in September 1741. It was first performed in Dublin in April 1742, and the first performance in London, England, took place in March 1743. It was at that London performance that King George II stood to his feet during the Hallelujah Chorus, commencing a tradition that has survived in most English-speaking countries right down to the present day. But it's almost certain that neither the King, Handel, or those who heard it then, or most of those who have heard it since, really grasped the meaning of the biblical message. It certainly has nothing to do with Christmas festivities. The words for Handel's Hallelujah Chorus were selected from the book of Revelation by Charles Jennings. The passages are found in three, perhaps four, references. They are as follows. Revelation chapter 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Revelation chapter 19, verse 16. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And perhaps Revelation 17, verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign for ever and ever. If we look at the context in which those passages are found, we soon learn just how way off the mark people are in their understanding of the message contained in the real Hallelujah Chorus. The first passage from Revelation 19 verse 6 must be taken in its scriptural setting, and that is Revelation 19 verses 1 to 6, which reads as follows. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honour and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up for ever and ever, and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, 
and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. We will note that there is more than one Alleluia here. In fact, there are four, possibly five, if we count the phrase in verse 5, Praise our God, which has the sense of Hallel, praise, to God, whose name, of course, is Yah. This is perhaps reflected in the music, which has many hallelujahs in the chorus. The reason given for the first hallelujah is that God's judgments are true and righteous. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and because God has avenged the blood of his servants. So this is a song of praise to God, because he has brought justice on the earth, and has judged this wicked and immoral system that has murdered his servants. We can be certain that King George II, Handel, or the thousands of people who stand up when the chorus is sung have any such thoughts in mind. The second Alleluia, Revelation chapter 19, verse 3, is because the smoke of her burning rose up forever and ever, meaning that the destruction of this system will be an ongoing judgment until it is complete. That leads us to the next Alleluia in verse 4. Amen, Alleluia. Amen is a Hebrew word that means truth. This is the ultimate victory of the truth over a false and corrupt system symbolized as a whore. That is ecclesiastical Rome, as Revelation chapter 17 makes clear. So verse 5 calls upon the servants of God to praise him, for he is the God of truth. The final alleluia is verse 6, because all opposition has been overcome, and the Lord God is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He has absolute power in the earth, and is therefore King of kings and Lord of lords, as we read in Revelation 19 verse 16. This idea is also seen in the prophecy of Daniel, where we read of the Prince of Princes in chapter 8, verse 25. Here, and in the Revelation, it is a reference to Christ and his saints. The words of a Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15, have been inserted into Handel's uh, Hallelujah Chorus. They conclude the idea of the whole world becoming the dominion of Israel's Messiah and his faithful followers as we read in Daniel chapter 7, verse 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign for ever and ever. Join us again in 2011, God willing. Bible in the news dot com. <laughs>